0: This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. The Savior of the world. And we're going to do our part. Let our light shine all year long. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to be talking about that kind of thing tonight. Let's see. Uh, I can ask you if you've got your outline, but it's not Sunday morning, so if you've got one, you're the only one. Yeah, maybe we'll start having them on Wednesday night, huh? That would be good. Okay, a couple of things I want to do before I get to what I'm going to talk about. Number one, the bookstore. Melinda's uh, little signs up here. I don't know if Captain or Pastor Dave felt better I got 20% off the bookstore, but I was looking at uh, books back that night, and I was thinking about... Things that would be so wonderful to give to people that don't know Jesus, the book called The New Birth. I'll tell you what, that's the greatest Christmas present that you give anybody in the whole wide world is to be able to understand what it is to be born again, become a child of God. You know, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says the whole world's deceived. They're blinded by the devil. And there's a lot of good people in the world think they're going to heaven because they're good people. Or because they go to church. And, of course, we all know that it's born again to get you to heaven, not the church or anything else. It's your own personal relationship with Jesus. So, anyway, these books would be so good to be able to give out. And you get them at a discount now. To be able to stick stick out as Christmas talk, stockings and give away to friends at work and things like it's i got a gift for you. Give them a candy cane and, a, and, and how to get born again. And then another great book I love is God's Medicine. God's Medicine. You know, if you know somebody sick right now or in the hospital et cetera, et cetera, send them a get well card, or take them a get well card, and put a God's medicine in there. Hey, you know, that's just a simple little book that teaches the Word of God, that God, God's, God's Word is God's medicine. When you take it properly, it'll get you healed. Anyway, those are just wonderful things in the bookstore that make nice gifts at Christmas time. If you need them yourself, get some for yourself. It's deal time. Amen. Okay, where's where's Robert at? Okay, you, you ready? Okay. Let the lights go out. Amen. All right. Well, that's terrible, isn't it, to have a Christmas tree that's not lit up. Mm. All right. We're going to talk tonight about keep your spiritual Christmas lights plugged in. You can write that title down if you want to. It's going to be something that will really be good to help your Christmas time. Keep your spiritual Christmas lights plugged in. And let's look at the passage in Matthew chapter 5 we've been looking at for the last couple of weeks, and Pastor Dave been teaching on it. I want to look at this. I want to show you something tonight the Lord showed me today that I think will bring this home about what Jesus is talking about and how important it is to keep our lights plugged in, to let our lights shine. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, Jesus said, you are the light of the world and we're the light of the world. Because as born-again Christians, like that song that was just sang and it caught my attention when Katie was leading us in that song there, about His Spirit is within us. His Spirit inside of us gives us light. And that light shining through us gives light to the dark world around us. In Philippians chapter 2, he talks about that we shine as, as, as bright and burning lights in a dark and lost world. We're the lights of the world. Because Jesus it is in A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Now, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. And to me, that would be like having a Christmas tree and putting something over your Christmas tree so nobody saw the lights on your tree. Uh, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and giveth light unto all that are in the house. And so, as I, wrote, as I wrote this this afternoon, I was starting to start to look at this and want to use this verse again. I sat in my living room. As the middle of the day, I had light on in the house. The lights come through the window, and our Christmas tree had no lights on it. They weren't lit up. And I looked at all the decorations on it, all the pretty things on it. And I was writing this down, looking at this. I looked up my Christmas tree. And the Lord began to speak to my heart about Christians and Christmas time. And so, as I look at that beautifully adorned, decorated Christmas tree... But the lights weren't plugged in. And I was thinking how much more beautiful it is when the lights are turned on, too, and it's not dark. And so how much nicer to look at a Christmas tree when it's plugged in, all the lights shining bright and glowing. So anyway, Jesus said, uh, lighters on the trees, let your lights so shine before men. Light her up. Doesn't that look better? As to it, just think of this one like we got in our house. It's got all the blues and the reds and the oranges and the greens all those lights on them and some of them's flickering, some of them's night. Just think how much more that catches your attention when you walk in a house if you got lights that are really getting with it. I'm not talking about gaudy and just outrageous, but just regular Christmas trees, lots of lights, they catch your attention. So Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so this makes me think, Christmas trees with the lights out, all decorate the lights out, makes me think of us as born-again believers. We're celebrating Jesus' birthday. Lots of friends and family are going to be together with all of us at different times the next several days, probably already have, and we're going to be all dressed up. They're going to be all dressed up, brightly colored, Christmas clothing, beautiful to see. Amen? We're going to be all dressed up, decked out, beautiful to see. But if we don't let what's inside our born-again earth suit, how many know that your physical body is your earth suit? At the inside of it, there's light. And so if we don't let our what's inside our born-again earth suit dominate our words and actions, it's like a Christmas tree that's not plugged in. Think about what I'm saying. That, that, to me, that was so real when I sat there and the Holy Spirit started speaking to my heart. Then I looked at that tree up there and I think about Christians. When you got Christians that have the Spirit of God in them and they want to fight about money. They want to get into strife because the lines are too long. They want to get mad because they're at Walmart. They just might unlock the stupid... Forgive me. Delete that. They have to get somebody to come and nicely unlock the cage for them and stuff so they can buy stuff like that. When Christians, when Christians, with the light of God in them, let things get to them like that. And they're all dressed up looking pretty, looking nice and things like that. That's like your Christmas tree with no lights on, man. It's all decked out, but nothing's shining. I'm doing better preaching than you are shouting. Amen. Amen. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Christmas time, celebrating Jesus' birthday... We're all in the challenge zone number one number one there's a whole lot more people out there running around doing things etc and then number two if there's anybody that wants to throw a, a damper on Christmas it's the devil and he wants to use our weaknesses to cause that to happen you know I, I think about the things that we preach today just a little uh, plug your ears up Just, just a little, just a little thing. I was thinking about, here I am, just got this sermon put together. Then after that, I'm taking care of getting my checkbook all balanced up, and I thought we was delivered for the post office stuff this year. We was doing Amazon. And so, all of a sudden, I'm checking my app on my phone, and I see a post office charge there for a pretty good mailing. And, immediately, Office came in and said, wait, what's this? Nobody told me about this. You had no post office this year. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, I'm getting ready to go tell these people in church about letting your light shine. Don't get offended over money and things. And so as soon as I said that, as she told me what was going on, I thought, man, she's walking in love, mailing people nice gifts and stuff like that. And I get to pay for them. Oh, what a wonderful blessing. And so, and so immediately I repented. I say, honey, you think I can do to help you? I turned the light back on. I didn't want my light out of my own house. And I just tell you, I realized when that happened how easy it is for us as Christians to put the light out in our own house. Just that easy. Over a stupid thing called money. What's money anyway? Who wants it? Who needs it? We all do. <laughs> But praise God, walking in love, walking in love causes the money to go farther to do things. So anyway, uh, when we're all decked up as Christians, and we're all prettied up and make up and hair combed and shiny shoes and nice red shirts and sweaters and all that kind of stuff there, if we're not, if, 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 if we're not, if we're not letting our light shine through this earth suit, we're going to see how to do that. Then we're just like we're just like a Christmas tree. You might as well throw a big sheet over something like that and hide what's there because nothing's shining. Jesus said, Let your light shine. And you know, whatever whatever Jesus, in the Word of God tells us to do something, I don't know about you, but I found out anything that Jesus wants me to do, then the devil tries to stop it. Whatever God wants you to do, anything in life, there's an enemy that comes to steal, kill, destroy. So in other words, it takes faith. To obey Jesus. It takes faith. Faith means you're doing something that's hard on your flesh to do. Faith means you're doing something that a lot of times you have to override your emotions and tell your emotions to shut up. You have to tell your mind to shut up. You have to ignore, and i just say this kindly, you have to ignore goofy people at Christmas time. Because a majority of the people... And even too many Christians forget what this is all about anyway. It's not all about us. This is the time of the year to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And, you know, I know that he, wasn't, he wasn't born in December. He had a snowy, snowy place or things like that there. He, he was, they were in the desert there. And so I know it was a different time of the year. This is Pastor Trump the other day. What time, what time? April or May is what people think it was like that. But what difference does it make when it was if the world's given recognition that Jesus was born. And that Christians know He was the Son of God. He grew up and become the Savior of all mankind. And so we're getting to have a time of the year when we can acknowledge other people. Now, I remember the other day, where was I at the other day? Some guy really, oh man, he really had to block the cash register like that. I was talking with him. I used the little goofy old man jokes and stuff like that. Man, the guy wasn't biting on anything. And so finally, finally, I he said, Hey man, you're going to tell me Merry Christmas, aren't you? He said, you yeah. And we got done, run me up like that. I said, where is it? He said, where's what? I said, where's my Merry Christmas? <laughs> he said, Merry Christmas? I looked at him. I said, yeah, Merry Christmas to you too, sir. And I wasn't being mean. I was being nice. But this is the time of the year we talk about things like that. But if we're all grouchy, if we're mean, if we're mad, if we get mad because they rung up something, it was a dime too much, what the, what the deal said, but I'd load of somebody over that there, that's not your light shining. That's not glorified your Father in heaven. What'd you say, Jess? Amen. I thought I heard another amen somewhere, did I? Yeah, yeah. I thought I heard two or three. Okay. Anyway, uh, I want you to go to Galatians chapter five, verse 22 and 23. Galatians five, verse 22 and 23. And I believe we're going to see something tonight to help us. You know, I don't, uh, do the illustrated service. Stuff very often at all, but that Christmas tree to me is like an illustrated sermon. Mrs. Pastor loves to do those things and other people do sometimes, but to me that's just such a good example to see the difference between a dark tree and a light tree and think about our lives. Galatians 5 verse 22 and 23, and the Lord gave this illustration to me. This fruit of the Spirit is like a string of Christmas lights. He said, Let your light shine. Well, you see the light strung around the tree? They that light up, if this was color which you'd have different colors. But anyway, in the fruit of the Spirit, it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. That's self-control. It gets such there's no law. And so this is like our spiritual strength of Christmas lights that Jesus wants people to see so he can draw them to him. You know... If you, if you, if, if you're going down, I mean, how many here ever like to look at Christmas lights around houses and places and stuff like that? And we like to do that. And you know, if you go to somebody's house and you visit somebody's house and, and they're sitting, you're sitting there drinking hot chocolate and stuff, if you've got a Christmas tree sitting there and nothing's lit up, you probably don't give a second look. It's just there and you really don't care that it's there because you don't see it. But if you're sitting at a house and those lights are all blinking and bright, you're sitting there talking to them but you're distracted, you keep looking at that tree. You just keep looking at that tree. You keep looking at that tree. And so think about this fruit of the Spirit. In this dark world, if you're a Christian, and you're all lit up with love, and joy, and peace, you're going to stick out like a hill thumb. People are going to be drawn to you, and want to talk to you, because no matter how bad it's looking, you know, I know that uh, you know the people work at the different stores and restaurants and things like that. I was eating at a restaurant the other day, and you know, I could tell that the, they were really busy. I could tell the waitress was really getting stressed out. We just doing our best to be a blessing to them like that. I was thinking, man, this must, we must really stick out like a hill thumb to these people here because it took a long time for the food to come to the table and different things going on. And all the time we were smiling, telling her what a good job she is doing and thinking. I thought, well, I bet you she don't hear that very often. I bet you out of all the people in that restaurant there, somebody acted like that is going to draw their attention a lot more than somebody cussing at them and hollering at them, griping and complaining, etc., etc. That's the fruit of the Spirit. The love of God, the love of God that's in our hearts loves regardless of how you treat me. Because it's the love of God. God loves us in spite of how we treat Him. God loves us in spite of how we talk about Him. God loves us even when we diss Him or shame Him. don't want to talk about Him. He loves us and that love's in us and did you notice in the fruit of the Spirit, the number one fruit that starts off first is what? Love. And then joy follows, and then peace follows. Think, think about think about a string of lights. As I was looked this afternoon, you know, I don't, I don't think they still make these lights like they used to, but some of the older guys and gals are going to remember the old Christmas tree lights, but I remember lots of those days when one light went out, they all went out. And you had to track them down. And play games with them. Take a light out and replace it. Take a light out and replace it. Take a light out and replace it. And if you're a believer, you prayed, you'd find it real quick and it'd have to go through the whole string. You know, you wanted to be one of the first ones. But anyway, that one light affected the whole string. Well, you know what? Your number one light is love. And then joy. Then peace. And so what we're looking at is this. If you're wanting joy... And peace and your patience to work and all these other things, you better check that first light. If your joy light's not working, if the peace of God's not there, if the long suffering's not there, you know you know why long suffering is in there? Think about the first part of the long suffering. Well, that's a long word. Long suffering. Be sometimes you have to suffer, put up with some Nasty people for a long time. I, by the way, congratulations, Robert. Give Robert a hand. Robert today got a 40-year award on his job for 40 years combined military service and all the job. And I think I think I just think about Robert. I'm talking about the long suffering. I know that over the few years I've known Robert, the bits of people he had to work with, sometimes the some bosses he had to put up with, and Robert suffered a long time. But, the thing about long-suffering is this. The world can suffer long, but the world doesn't have love, joy, and peace while they're doing it. See, that works with the love part. When you're a Christian, learn how to walk in love, you can suffer. That means to endure under hardship. That means to put up with things and keep your love walk. That means to keep your joy level. That means to stay in peace while you're going through a hard time with people. I want to say it again. The world could stay on a job 40 years but be meaner than a junkyard dog while they're doing it. But Christians that are letting their light shine can put up with bad people for a while and put up with them, put up with them, pray for them and love them and do things and and probably every once in a while get upset. But the thing is when your light is shining you can love the meanest people. You know, I think about back in my work days when I was a, when I was a truck driver and things I would, man, there's people that, man, they were really rough to be around. But I found, I found out that if I loved, one of two things would happen. Either they would change and get nice, or they'd get promoted, get transferred or something like that, or God would move me. But the main thing was, it wasn't because I turned mean and come against them, it's because I walked right with the Lord, let my light shine for them. And they come a chance they either got convicted because of what they saw in me, or they got a better job. I never ever pray for anybody get fired. I never pray for something bad to happen. I'd always pray, Lord, promote them, move them some place where they like their job, do stuff. The Lord help them in life. But Jesus, I'm coming in here every day, and it's hard to be a good Christian witness when I'm getting cussed out every day. Amen. And so I prayed for people. But the thing is, you got to let your light shine to give glory to your Father. And so the number one fruit is love. And love's like the plug on the Christmas light cord, the first bulb of the plug. If you don't plug it in, joy's not going to light up. Peace is not going to be there. You've got to plug it in. And, you know, I, I think about, I think about our Father, our Heavenly Father. And I think about us. If we as parents... Help our kids get a really nice Christmas tree. We do all the decorating, get it all prettied up and all lit up like that. Yet every time we go to visit our kids, the light's always sitting there dark. We think, man, I really worked. I put a lot of money into this tree, into these lights to get this going, but they never turned the light on. And you know, they might say, well, we're trying to save, we're trying to save on electricity. But you got all those TV sets going in every room. And you're saving on electricity. And you leave, you leave every light in the house on. But the one thing, the one thing that I invested in this Christmas tree, these lights, you never turn it on because you're saving on electricity. And then I think about the Heavenly Father. He, he looks at His family all here on the earth, us sons and us daughters of the Most High God. And He works on us all year long. He blesses us. He keeps us healed. He prospers us. He causes good things to happen for us. And then it comes Christmas time to celebrate his son's birthday. And we go dark on him. All of a sudden, we act like Christians, Christians all year long. And then the holiday season comes. And we get so busy, so busy, the blessed people, so busy to do all the natural things that we turn our light off. We fight about everything, quit reading our Bible because we're too busy. we got all the cooking to do, all the decorating to do, all the extra work to do. And, you know, I'm thinking about our house right now. Boy, oh boy, the love walk. I've been outside planting trees and cleaning out fence rows and, you know, we got the place we got out there and I've been doing a lot of work outside, but I come inside, and I haven't seen my wife for a couple weeks, really. I see her in passing. You know what she's doing? She's doing the nice, wonderful things that wonderful Christian women do. All kinds of Christmas presents and get preparations for Christmas parties and family get-togethers and all those kind of things like that. She stays spiritual while she's doing it because she learned to do that. But the thing is, so many people get caught up in all the preparation for other people. That the most important thing about the whole season of keeping your Christian love walk going with other people. Especially those in your own household. I want to say that again to all the moms and dads and the husbands and wives. The most important place for your light to shine is your house. It takes faith. It takes faith to keep your joy in your own house. It takes faith to walk in love in your own house. You know, I recognize my wife. I don't know if there's any more gift or talented person in the whole church. I don't know, if you guys. If you guys know what all this woman does, man, she's an artist. She's a singer. She's a husband corrector. I, that that would that would that would that would strike that. <laughs> she got the gift of correcting the husband but she wouldn't have that gift of the husband didn't need I guess <laughs> but anyway all the things that she does you know this church she, she did She done all those paintings on the nursery wall back there when we first came to California a lot, of, a lot of the artwork you see around there she's done all that stuff and a, lot, a lot of things she does at these women's meetings she makes a lot of the stuff you see puts together all those things she wrote all the curriculum for Kids Club, and all she does, I just think about our house at Christmas time, that I have to have a special gift of love, because to see what all she's doing to recognize, she's doing this to bless other people, to come through the house and walk around, things like that. But I'm thinking about the men and women that don't walk in the love of God in their homes when, when things are out of order, because it's the season, they're doing things like that. Men, I guess I'll preach to the men. Men... Recognize what your wife is doing to bless lots of other people, and put up a little disorder. Amen. Amen. And then, and then I think about the women. Women, cut him a little extra slack too, because of what he's going for. And you know, men, men are babies. I guess everybody knows that. Men are babies, uh, and, and, and they and they and they, and, and they need they need attention from the wives. And so recognize with all the work you're doing, you're walking and you're gifting. No, I'm serious right now. Women, you're walking and you're gifting. You're walking on cloud nine. You're doing what God created you to do. You're blessing people, getting to be a mother to a lot of people at Christmas time. But recognize that the husband needs wives too. Dr. Barkley calls it wifing. And so the, the, the husband's missing out on his wifing for a season. So if he gets cantankerous, recognize what's going on. And then at the same time, husbands help out some. You know, I thought, my wife, dad told her, said, I said, man, I'd like to help you do something here. She said, man, what are you doing out there? Are you planting all those trees and cleaning up all that stuff outside so it looks nice when people show up. You're doing your part. And so we as Christians have to keep the light shining in our house. You know, it'd be a terrible thing to be a phony Christian to where you get your house all prettied up, everybody else all prettied up, and then uh, the husband and wife are fighting and fighting and fighting and then right as people pull in the driveway okay, truce they stop everybody smiles but you know the thing is when people walk into a house they can sense the atmosphere they can sense the spiritual atmosphere because the Holy Spirit of God is grieved and there's no anointing but then when people leave alright man get it on here we go and so that's not the way it's supposed to be. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how to correct that and keep your light shining. How many want to see this in the Word of God? What to do to keep things shining bright? And so I want you to go to First Corinthians chapter thirteen. And really it might be better to look at it on the screen. We're going to look at the Amplified Bible. I'm going to do this in the Amplified. First Corinthians thirteen. I'm going to look at verses four through eight. And I'm going to show you how to troubleshoot. Troubleshoot your lights if the lights go out. You know, I know that. Uh, like I said, I remember back in the good old days, we used to have to start taking them off one at a time. Well, here's how you check your spiritual strength of love, joy, peace, long serving, gentleness, goodness, etc., etc., to see what's working. First Corinthians 13, four through eight of the Amplified Bible. If your if if your lights aren't working, joy's not there. Self-control's not there. You're losing your temper. You're unforgiving. You're yielding to strife. And you think, oh, man, I had to, there they have an altar called church. I got go up my temper again. I gotta go up my temper again. Pastor, I keep losing my temper. I keep losing my temper. Well, 1 Corinthians 4, 13, 4 says, Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love endures long and is patient and kind. And so what I would do, if I had my strings on my Christmas tree strung out because they wasn't working, I was taking light bulbs out, the first thing I would check would be, am I enduring long and being patient and kind? I'm talking about how to check your lights and see what the malfunction is. You're not having any joy This should be the most joyful time of the year. I don't know why I have no joy. This is Christmas. i got Christmas songs playing. All my family's here. Where's my joy at? I have no joy. I feel like I'm a nervous wreck. I have no peace. Why don't I have peace? This is the best Christmas we've ever had. Lots of presents. All the families together. Uh, we took Dave Ramsey and learned not to use MasterCard this year, so we paid cash for everything. We're not going to be paying for that $50 razor till next April and pay $200 for it. We're not going to do that. But anyway, you're, you're checking things out and you're thinking, there's no reason... That I I should not have peace right now. I ought to have joy. I just things just aren't right. Well, stop and think. Are you being patient and kind with people in your house? If you're not being patient and kind, you got to, to go back to light number one. That's the master light. You guys remember we used to have the master light control everything. Took that light out, they all went out. What you have to do is repent apologize to the ones you've been offended. and Say, guys, let's have a reboot. Let's start over again. I realize I've been being mean. I've been cutting you short. I've been hollering. I've been treating everybody nice, but the ones that mean the most to me, you guys, I want to apologize, start over. You know what you just did? You just walked over. You plugged the string back in. You got a fresh light in there. And you know what? The first thing he gets comes back, Your joy comes back. So that light's working. You look at the next light of the string. It's peace. Is the peace back yet? Well, we got some other things to look at then. Look at this chapter right here. See what this is. This is is a description in the Word of God of the love of God. I want want to get down to some that really uh, talk to me. Look at verse 5. And see that second part of that where it says, is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. And so you're checking your lights. Are you being rude? And unmannerly? Are you acting unbecomingly? And this, this is verses that I read nearly every day. I've got this written out in my King James Bible, but I've got the amplified written out on a blank page of my Bible there. And I look at these all the time to keep a check on myself. Because I know that my whole Christian faith walk depends upon love. If I'm not loving like God wants me to love, I'm not going to have the blessings God wants me to have in my family and in my home. Amen? And we're talking about letting your light shine before men. If you're being rude, then your light's not shining. If you're not being kind, your light's not shining. If you're unmannerly, I'll, I'll tell you what, my wife's taught me over the years. We's raised to different kinds of families. I, I don't know how to say it other than the fact that her family was refined and mine wasn't. She called us uncouth. Whatever a couth is, we were und. I guess they had couth. But the thing is, I've, lear- I've learned at the table how to say please and thank you over the years. I've learned to wait my turn and not just everybody stick their hand in the mashed potato bowl and grab the fried chicken off the platter. We've learned how to pass it around. Well, that that that's being kind. That's being mannerly. That's acting right. You understand what I'm saying? There's things that maybe some of us may have come from a background like I did, where everybody wasn't like that all the time, where you need to start getting something else different going on in your life. In other words, you don't always have to be first in line. Sometimes you wait for somebody else to get ahead of you. And so anyway, it says... It says, love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. Now, here's, 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 here's a real test right here. God's love in us is not touchy or fretful or resentful. Touchy, fretful, resentful. Touchy, fretful, resentful. To me, that's somebody that has a bad temper with a hair trigger. All you have to do is look at them, and they unload on you. All you have to do is not, not do the least little thing they thought you should have done, and they blow up. That's not a light shining. That's not a light shining. And you know, what I'm talking about is this. If the joy's not there... And the peace is not there. The very first thing it says is love. The love's got to be the first thing you check. And this tells you how the love of God is. And you know, when you think about this, I, I really think about this a lot because I read these verses a lot. This is God's love. This is God's love from heaven. Pastor David offering time. For God's the love of the world that he gave. For God's the love of the world that he gave. Well, the fruit of the Spirit is actually the character of God that God put in our spirit. This is God's character. God's love, Romans 5.5, 5, if you want to write the verse down, Romans 5.5 5 says, God's love is in our heart. Jesus is in our heart. Holy Spirit's in our heart. When we got born again, our head didn't get born again. Our spirit did. And so you can never, ever, ever love anybody with the love of God from your mind. You can't just with your mind forgive people. You can't with your mind do extra things for people. That comes from the spiritual man in the heart. In your heart, the character God can love. The character God can truly give a Christmas gift and expect nothing in return. Man, I want to say that one again. The love of God in your heart does monitor who gives you a Christmas card this year? So next year you can save 50 cents on a postage stamp and I can give one after them because they didn't give you one. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. You know, I, th- I think I think about something as simple as Christmas cards. Christmas cards are such a simple thing and I was joking with Mom today. Uh, I, I, said, I said, let's do what some of these people do. I said, let's just send some of these, and I'm just joking, let's send some of these E cards to get the little sparkles go off and it's done. <laughs> and you know, that's a good thing if you want to do it, I guess. But we like to open up a Christmas card for somebody, where they said it's a Christmas card, somebody we know. And a lot of times they got pictures in them and stuff like this. It's nice to see stuff like that. And whether we get one in return or not, it shouldn't make any difference. The love of God gives, not to get. The love of God gives because it loves and because it cares. And we're talking about let your light shine before men. And I think about, over the years, some of the different people. You know, there's been times I've got upset because I didn't hear from somebody for a while. They didn't respond. And then come to find out they'll going through something like I went through last year. You know, had all that cancer and heart attack and everything like that. I probably wasn't responding as quick as people what I should have. But then at the same time, I'll get upset because somebody hadn't answered me back for two years. And I'll find out they was out of it. They were all messed up in life. They'd go, maybe go through a divorce, maybe go through some kind of really bad situation, lost somebody close to them. And here I was getting upset on this end because they was ignoring me. They ignored me because they was fighting for their life. And so we as Christians for the Christmas card thing, maybe sometimes we ought to think, well, I didn't hear from them the last couple of years. I'll just check them off. Maybe I'll think maybe I ought to just call and check on them and not just send a card, find out what's going on with them, make sure everything's okay. Yeah, we're we're talking about your light shining of what he says here. So anyway, I want you to get down to verse seven. It says, Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. is always ready to believe the worst worst of every person. is always ready, what? Believe the best of every person. Let me, let me ask you this in our own lives. Every time you make a mistake or do something wrong, does God look over at Jesus and say, See, I told you they'd miss it. I told you they wouldn't do right. I told you you couldn't trust them. I told you they'd let you down. God says, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father wherever he ever lived to make intercession for us. And so we as Christians, instead of always expecting somebody not to show up, somebody not to bring a present, Somebody to show up loaded, somebody to whatever, 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 whatever. maybe sometimes we ought to be praying, expecting this time they're going to make it. This is going to be the year they're going to be different. This is going to be the year they change. We're talking about the love of God, the love of God acts. You understand what I'm saying? This is the Bible. If we want our joy level to be where it should be, our peace to be where it should be, our temper's not to flare up easy. Maybe the first thing we ought to do is check that first bulb called the love bulb. Make sure it's lit up. But the last thing I want to get to in this <clears throat> is this. Notice verse eight. Love never fails. Love never fails. And so as you're troubleshooting your spiritual light, if your joy and peace lights are out, then you better turn your love light back on. Cause it's, now listen to this, it's impossible not to have joy and peace with your loving people. Like God loves people. It's impossible because his love never fails. And so that tells me this. If there's a failure in my life, it all comes back to love. Somewhere I let the love light go out. And when it went out, failure came. But when love's on, you're going to win. You're going to succeed. Got the best Christmas you ever had. So keep your spiritual Christmas lights plugged in this year. And I guarantee you, based upon the Word of God, if you shut off the head, turn on the heart, and let love come out of your words and your actions, you're going to have a joyful Christmas. Amen. God would have to fail for your Christmas not to be good if you're loving people with His love. Amen. Amen. That's all we got. That don't light your fire. Your woods all wet. Amen. And just think about it. One week from tonight. We'll be home, enjoying family. And by the way, no service next Wednesday night because we're having a candlelight service on Tuesday night. So mark your calendars next Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, Josh, is that what time it is? Next Tuesday night, let make sure everybody knows, it will be posted well, been publicized it. Next Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, candlelight service in here for Christmas Eve, no Wednesday night, so we're going to be it on Tuesday night. We're going to be here Tuesday night. So if you come here and nobody's here, don't think the rapture took place and you wasn't saved. It's just that we're not here. All right, let's stand up. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.